Hello and welcome. In this episode, you will discover how to launch your book and get clients in 30 days or less, how to avoid giving away too much of your secret sauce in your book, why clients who read your book are more eager, more qualified, and ready to buy, and how to get 5 to 15 qualified high-ticket prospects a week with zero ad spend. That's a big promise. And with my friend, Steve Gorton, we're going to talk about that. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Mustafa. Great to be here. Great to see you, my friend. I look forward to this. Today, we're talking about how to go from a best kept secret to the one who wrote that book in 30 days. Let me do the proper introduction to my friend, Steve. I'm going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Gang, if you are looking for ways to market your business, establish yourself as an expert, be to go to be the go-to go -to person in your industry, stick around save the link send the link to a friend share this with them this is going to be valuable information and uh make sure to like and subscribe to the show before you forget and before you leave so that you keep getting all of our amazing guests and uh you know follow the following episodes now steve gorton is a two-time entrepreneur best-selling author marketing strategist consultant and speaker he has in interviewed 183 of the top entrepreneurs in the world as the host of the Unstoppable CEO podcast, and his books have helped thousands of business owners attract better clients and get paid more. And as the founder of Unstoppable CEO Press, he has helped dozens of entrepreneurs write a book that lands clients, premium fees, and speaking opportunities. Welcome, Steve. Hey, really excited to be here. Great to see you. Where about are you? I'm in uh, Florida in a town called Tallahassee, state capital. And then what are you guys experiencing right now? Is it summer, winter, spring? What's it well, like? Well, it's technically winter, but we don't have like really Much of crazy winter. winter. Hey? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's currently 70 degrees. So I can't complain. I wish I'd lived there. You got to try up here in Calgary, Alberta. It's always winter. <laughs> <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> I don't think I've survived. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty nice this year, though. With the, January, this is probably the nicest January I've seen in the past 22 or 23 years. Wow. Like, temperatures are around zero degrees uh, Celsius, so above freezing or just around freezing, which is warm for this time of year. So, and we've been enjoying it. And, gang, by the way, uh, this is Steve's, uh, Steve's mug. I've been a guest on his show the unstoppable ceo podcast it is honestly gotcha. my favorite uh, uh coffee mug i literally drink my coffee in this every single day so it, it's worth it speaking of marketing to get a mug slap your name on it and send it to your clients or prospects and have them carry it with you and uh, advertise your name all year round on their podcast how good is that that's awesome Fantastic. So let's dive into it. Steve, what is your story? Well, so, you know, I, I've, I've built two businesses um, and um, been at this probably more years than I want to admit, but I got really lucky out of school. I, I graduated from college with a, a technical degree, went to work for an engineering consulting firm out of school. And, uh, you know, after I'd been there for about four years, the founder asked me to take over as CEO and I had kind of risen up and taken some some other roles along the way. Um, and that was a really big change, you know, 
kind of turning point for me. Um, running a business for the first time, I was 28 years old, had no idea what I was doing, and uh, and got got a really great opportunity to learn. And so we we grew that business to about 3.1 million in revenue, and uh, and then I decided I wanted to to go out and and help other professionals grow their business. I was really much more interested in the sales and marketing side of that business. And, and so in 2010, I launched our current business and it's taken a number of different iterations. We started off just consulting with professionals and helping them get clients. And, um, and, and we've used a few different marketing tactics along the way, but the one that, that we've kept coming back to is, is the idea of writing a book because we haven't found anything that works better. And, uh, you know, I wrote my first book in 2014 and, uh, and used that book really to go from a one and a half person local marketing consulting firm to a firm that was known around the world. In fact, when we launched that book, I had, I had just 15 partners. So I had a podcast way back before podcasting was cool. And I interviewed for a year, I interviewed people like this. And I went back to the 50 people that I've interviewed and only 15 of them were willing to help me promote that first book. But those 15 people sent 5,268 people, uh, new, new leads that had purchased the book in the first week that we'd launched it. And it changed my business overnight. And, uh, and so uh, since then we've been, uh, we've been perfecting our process for writing books and doing that in a really short time. So we help, help our clients now write a book in about 90 days. Oh, that is amazing. I have, and, and uh, love what you've done. Uh, and I think what you're doing is really valuable with writing books and helping people establish it themselves is probably the fast, one of the fastest way, if not the fastest way to be the expert and, the, the guy. So I know you already touched on it, but what do you do these days and who do you serve? So we, we help uh, experts write books. Um, we work with uh, really anyone that's selling their expertise. And, and usually that means they're in some type of a ser service business, but uh, probably the three main markets we serve are attorneys, financial advisors, and consultants. Tell attorneys, financial advisors, and consultants. Yes. Fantastic. Um, um, so why should people or experts, consultants and attorneys and other people write a book? So, you know, the, the biggest problem that I think most professionals have is not that they aren't good at what they do, not that they don't have tremendous expertise. Uh, most of the time they're, they're struggling on what we call the revenue roller coaster where they're, you know, they're up some months and and got plenty of work and and not doing any marketing because they're fulfilling all the work then they turn right around and uh realize oh these projects are done the engagements are over and nothing's in the pipeline and they just kind of ride that all the time and the reason that they do that is they don't have any consistent way to create the flow of opportunity and so most of these businesses are just struggling because they, they don't have enough deal flow coming at them and um you know, and, and really that's the thing that we're looking to attack when we help them write a book. And then, so how does the book help them get leads and customers? So what we've discovered is that a book is kind of like throwing gasoline on, on any type of marketing that you're going to do. It's, it's going to help multiply the results that you're getting. And so 
Um, we've got nine different strategies that we use with clients um, in helping them attract leads with a book. And we want to match the right strategy to the client. But probably 80% of our clients use uh, the referral strategy that I wrote about, wrote about back in 2014 in my first book, Unstoppable Referrals. And we use the book as a kind of a, a lever to create referrals. And so um, the, the way that you, you, would it be okay if I kind of role play with you for a minute and we, we walk through 100%. that? Yeah. So the, the way that we would do that is we would, you know, I might come to you and say, hey, Mustafa, I just wrote a brand new book. It's called The Million Dollar Book. And it's all about, you know, how to, how to get new clients in a really unique way and position yourself as, as an expert. And I'm on a mission to really transform the way that that businesses get clients by using a book and i want to get this into the hands of as many people as i can as fast as i can i would love to have your help what do you say yeah be happy to yeah and that's what everybody says if you mean you're going to give me the opportunity to give away some books to people that i know and um and uh, most business owners are doing a really terrible job of um you know, of, of giving value to their network. So they're looking for ways to be able to gift something to their network and have it be valuable and, and be seen as somebody who's kind of in the know. So it's very easy to get people to say yes to that. And it's a very low risk way for them to introduce you. Now, the advantage you get is that now you're getting introduced, not as somebody who's going to sell something. You're not showing up as a salesperson, but you're being introduced as the one who wrote the book as a preeminent expert, much more powerful way to sell. And, um, and so that's one of the ways that we would use it in referrals. And so what, what our clients find is that on average, they get about five referrals every time they have that conversation. Okay. And so, so then what happens is you would give the books away to someone, you know, let's say you give your books to me, right? Mm -hmm. The million dollar book book, right? And then I would give it away to my um, audience, to my people, as a way to provide value. And mm -hmm. through that process, you get referrals? Did I get that right? Yeah, absolutely. So it might work on a really small scale. So if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with you and, and maybe we're sitting in my office or we're on Zoom and I say, hey, Mustafa, do you, you know, if, if you'd be willing to share, what do you say we sit down and brainstorm who in your network might be a really great fit, who, who would really benefit from getting a copy of the book. Most people will say yes to that. And now you're able to kind of guide the conversation about who they're referring to you. And, and you're not leaving it up to them to just kind of go pull people out of the air. Because I don't know about you, have you ever had one of those referrals where, you know, the client really meant well, they wanted to really help you. And they sent somebody who was just a complete wrong fit. Have you ever Absolutely. had that happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is a way to prevent that because you're actually going to brainstorm with them. You're going to guide them through as they look through their contact list. And they're going to say, oh, you know, um, Bob Smith would be really great. And say, tell me about Bob. And you're able to kind of curate through their context. So that's how to do it on a small scale. But you can well, also then you would. I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say you can also do it on a really large scale. And, uh, you know, we've had partners in some of the mastermind groups that you guys, that you and I have been in together before who would share an electronic copy of my book. Um, and, you know, and they'd send us 300 or 400 leads in a shot. Interesting. And so you would ask your partner to come up with a list of people and then you go through it together. 
Yeah, we'll go. Well, actually, what we what we ask them to do is, hey, if you're if you're open to brainstorming, then um, let's sit down together where you know you're able to look at your contact list. Most people have it on their phone, so if you're sitting at an in-person meeting, say, hey, just pull up your phone. Let's browse through and let's find four or five or, or six people that would be a great fit, and they'll go do that. And what what we find is that because the book is seen as something that, that they're giving as a gift. They're excited to do it when they send them out and people get it. You know, very few people are ever offended by receiving a gift. Very different yeah. than, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. I I say, very, yeah, it's fine. It's very different than if you're trying to introduce someone, you know, to, uh, you know, to a business contact and they sense that there's going to be some selling involved. There's all, all of a sudden there's tension and there's resistance to it. You're given a gift of a book. There's none of that. Fair enough. Do you ever get resistance toward that or going through someone's contacts and saying, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that? Very rarely because they're doing it, you know. I never I never sit and take over their phone. They'll sit, if they're willing to do it, if they say yes to the idea, then um, you just simply tell them, you know, the best way I've found to do this is pull up. Pull up your contact list. That way, you're not trying to rack your brain and and uh, you know and, and struggle to do this. Just see who's in your network. You, you've already got them right there on your phone. Love it, love it. So, Steve, what should go in a book that is designed to attract clients? So, great question. Um, really, the the key thing that you want to put into a book that's going to attract great clients to you um, is to first focus on the problem that your clients face. And this is, I'll, I'll be honest, when we work with an expert, the very first thing that they want to do most of the time is prove that they're an expert by listing all of the, the qualifications that they have and nobody cares. Exactly. You know, if you've written a book, they assume that, that, that you're a smart person and that you're qualified. And so you need to start where the prospect is. Start with the problem that they have, the thing that, that's keeping them up at two o'clock in the morning and, um, and focus there and you'll hook them right at the beginning of the book. So that's really the first thing that you wanna, that you wanna share. Okay, what else? So the, the next really important piece is to walk them through your unique process. And I like to think of this as, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie, The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy lands in Oz and she wants to get home and uh, and she has to get to, to the city of Oz to do that. And she's told to follow the yellow brick road. And the, the idea of your unique mechanism, this is sort of the yellow brick road that connects the problem that your ideal client is facing and that that kind of ideal outcome, that, that city of Oz experience at, that's at the end of the road. Um, that bigger, better future that you're going to create for them. So you want to lay out for them. Well, this is, you know, how people in your situation can find a solution and you lay out step one, step two, step three, step four, and walk them through your solution. Love it. So we first talk about the problem talking about, it's like connecting with them where they're at and what they're experiencing, then sharing your, your unique process, or uh, some people call it your framework. Here's what we do to fix this. What's next? So the, the last piece of the book really should be focused on the client's future. So if you think about this as a transformation story, we start with 
what they're struggling with. We take them through a transformation in the middle. And at the end, we want to really paint a very clear picture about what life will be like for them once they've solved that problem. You know, what are all the new opportunities that open up? How, how much more peace and uh, peace of mind will they have? And, and really paint that picture and make it really clear and compelling and exciting for them. Fantastic. Love it, love it. Is there anything else that goes in the book or is that it? Well, that, that's the, the kind of the high level structure. Uh, there's a lot kind of, you know, of nuance in there, but, but that's the, the key structure that you want to put in your book. Fantastic. So the problem, the framework and the future. Yes. Those are the three main things that you got to cover. Um, so I know there are like, uh, there are two things that I've heard about uh, your expertise in giving it away. One is I've heard people say, just give away everything and people will still come. Some people say, uh, don't give away your secret sauce. Uh, what's your take on it? How do you deal with that? So I, I get asked that question all the time. And, um, you know, for the clients that we work with, we're generally writing a shorter book that's designed to be consumed. And that's important in, in thinking through how much should we give away. So if we're writing a book that's 100 to 150 pages and you're a true expert at what you do, I guarantee you we can't capture all of your secret sauce, all of your expertise in 100 to 150 pages. You can you're more of an, You can't. You're more of an expert than that. We can yeah. never tell them how to do everything that you do all of the things that you're unconsciously competent at. Um, we could never teach someone that in, in 150 pages. We probably couldn't teach it to them in a thousand pages. If you've been, you know, working at, at, at your chosen profession for, you know, for decades. And so I don't see that as a big concern, but what you do want to reveal is enough about your process so that a sophisticated buyer can look at it and go, oh, okay, this is somebody I can trust because I see that they've thought through solving my problem well enough that they've got a system for it. They have a system. Love it. And, and, and I think by going through your three, three step framework there, once you do that, it does show that you do know what you're talking about. You do have a framework. You could talk from here is where you are. Here's what we could do for you. And here's what the future looks like. That's like establishing your expertise there, which is simple. Hence the name of our show, the simple marketing show. Um, interesting, interesting. What are some mistakes that people make with uh, writing books? The biggest mistake is writing the wrong kind of book. So we've talked a little bit about the ideal structure. We call that kind of a transformational story, but um, we had a, a, a client come to us about five years ago and he had written a book already, but he'd been trying to market it for a couple of years. And he was just incredibly frustrated because it wasn't producing any results for him. And it, you know, I took that book and I started looking at it and reading it and studying it. And, and, and the interesting thing about this book is it had won two literary awards in his industry. So it was a legitimately good book. It was well-written. I mean, thought leadership all the way. And his target audience were, you know, trying to, he was trying to sell consulting into corporate executives, very, very high level corporate executives, busy executives. 
And his book laid out his whole system. I mean, every last detail. It was totally thorough, totally well-written. And it was, I, I think it's probably one of his, his book was in the area of sales, probably one of the best sales books I've ever written or ever read. Um, and yet it still wasn't working. And the reason it wasn't working is that he had written a textbook. He laid out every single step, everything that needed to be done in the process. And really what his ideal client was looking for was what's the transformation? How am I going to get from here to there? They weren't going to implement it. They weren't going to do it themselves. And they didn't certainly have time because of their role to read a 360 plus page book. So it was a very long book, very detailed, very dense. That's probably the biggest mistake that people make, and particularly experts. If you've got all this expertise, the kind of the, the thing you think you need to do is put everything out there, have it all perfectly researched, have it all referenced, you know, and leave no stone unturned. And that usually is just going to put a prospect to sleep. Interesting. So you don't want to write a textbook. You just want to show it. Do you do, is it, is it recommended to to use stories uh, to, uh, to, to demonstrate the possibilities? Is there a limit? Could we do too much or too many stories or what, what's your take on that? So I, I think you probably can have too many stories, but I haven't found yet a, a business that has collected more stories than, than, you know, we kind of be across that line. Yeah. I mean, most businesses do a really terrible job at collecting uh, stories and case studies and, and testimonials. Um, yeah, no, one of the things we really look to do is with each chapter, try and pair a client story with that chapter to illustrate the point. Because if we can put kind of overwhelming proof inside the book where we're showing the reader who is a, a future ideal client for you, that here's you know a series of other people who had the same problem that they've got. They went through your unique process and out the other side, they're now living that bigger, better future. They're an example of that transformation. It's going to really get the, the the energy created in the mind of that of that reader to want to move forward and, and reach out and contact you. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, you talked about writing a book, 100, 150 pages. What's the so? And then you said we want to design it to be consumed. What's the the right size of a book that people would consume? And they because I know the average book that is read, what is it, ten percent, one percent? Most people don't read a book. It's about ten percent. Um, uh, and Amazon can measure all these statistics because they know how much of Kindle, you know, each Kindle book that that you read. Yeah. And so they say it's about ten percent. And um, and so if all that we're going to get conveyed is ten percent of a longer book, well, let's just shorten the book. And there's a balance there, right? So if a typical, you know, um, kind of business book is 250 to, to 350 words, probably writing a 25 to 35 page book is not the right answer because you're okay. going to look like you're not very credible, yep. right? Um, we found that that 100 to 150 pages is a really good sweet spot. Okay. That, that length of book can be read in a couple of hours and in one sitting. And, and that's really what we're going for is something that can be read in one sitting that, you know, if, if somebody takes it with them on their next, you know, plane flight, they can read it 
on the plane and be done at the end and make a decision. And that that's what we're going for. Um, Love it. And so, yeah. So you just shared a really, really valuable piece here. Maybe some of your secret sauce. Um, so uh, about 100, 150 pages that they must be able to read it in a couple hours in one sitting. What do you say to people who think the thicker the book, the more credible and the more of an expert there are in someone's eye? When you go to buy a book, do you care how many pages it is? No. No. When you care about the promise that's made in the title of the book? No. I mean, you're the, you're you're buying the book because of what the title promises you is going to exactly. be inside. And that's the exactly. only thing. It's the only thing yeah. that matters. Um, and so you can get away with a very short book. I do think there is a link between credibility, but there are some great books that are a, a really short length. And so uh, there's a great book called U Squared that I think is 28 pages um, and it's sold millions of copies. Um, a, a really good book by uh, uh, Richard Kosh, who wrote all the 80-20 yeah. books. He's got one called The the Breakthrough Power of 16X. And it's basically the 80-20 of the 80-20 of all of his other books. And it's about 30 pages, I think. Um, and it's fantastic. You know, but those, you have to work really hard to, to create a great book that's that length. For most people, hitting that sweet spot of 100 to 150 pages gives you the opportunity to include stories because those shorter books, you probably won't have stories in them. And it gives you an opportunity to, to get enough detail that you really convey your expertise. Love it. Love it. Um, so we talked about doing a book in 30 days. And so what's that? What what is that process like? So, you know, one of the things I discovered when I wrote my first book um, was so my first book actually wasn't my first book. I wrote two books before that, except they never got finished. And wow. they didn't get they didn't get finished because like most first time authors, I didn't have a system to follow. And I would get really excited about an idea, I would do kind of a rough outline, and then I would just start writing. And I'd get a couple of chapters in and think, Oh, this is pretty good. And I'd come back the next day, and I'd be lost. You know, and I never made it very far. And what I discovered when I wrote the first book that got published, Unstoppable Referrals, was that I needed a really detailed structure to the book and I needed a process for writing. And so um, I created this very detailed outline and structure for the book. And we have a, a process that we take our clients through now to, to create that. And um, and get it to the point where when you're writing, all you have to do is um, kind of open up the book framework and answer the next question and that's kind of in line. And there's some magic about just being able to show up and answer a question. The brain can't stand an unanswered question. And so if all you're doing as you're trying to write the book is look at the next question and answer it. And, and each answer is maybe just a few paragraphs. It now becomes very quick to write the book. So what I would find when I was writing that first book is I would get up at like five o'clock in the morning before the kids were up because our kids were much younger and they were all still at home. And I needed to, I needed like an hour a day before they, they would, you know, be up and the day would start. And I would, 
I would knock out a bunch of these questions that I had written in my outline. And in 30 days, an hour a day, I had that book written. Uh, that was book it. number one. Uh huh. So book number two took eight hours. Start to finish? Start to finish. Now, granted, I had become a much better writer and a much faster writer. Not everybody's going to do that. But following this process, even people who have who look at themselves and they say, I'm not a very good writer. When they follow the process and we create the structure, they can create their book in about 30 minutes a day over 30 days or so. Wow. So you could actually, you know, I could see that. Um, like if I, if I have a bunch of questions that I have to answer, if I grab, like, I know I use this quite a bit, like the text, the voice to text kind of thing on my phone. If you put in a question in front of me, I'll talk it out and then I could get it to an editor to fix it up. I'll be done in no time. And yeah. uh, that makes it very simple. That makes it very simple. But then there's a, I bet there's this other pieces that they need to have in a book that would make it that you guys do. So it's not just like answer five questions and you're done. No, I mean, we end up with, you know, with dozens and dozens of questions, actually, you know, for every little, you know, every few paragraphs of the book, there's another question that's prompting them for what they should put in. Because what we found is that if you go too far between one of those questions, we kind of use them as like mileposts along the way. If you go too far, they, the brain starts to get lost and you start going down these rabbit holes and then you end up with a book that's disorganized and, um, and hard to follow. And so by really being strategic about how we create those questions up front, that's what speeds it up. And we wanna do that again, tying it all back to that original framework. You know, and so it's not it's not that we just want any question in there. We want to make sure that it ties back to that original framework. So the beginning of the book, the first few chapters, we're dealing with the, the big problem and the, the consequences of that problem. And then we're taking them through, you know, five to seven chapters that describe the, the unique mechanism for that that business. And then at the end, what does the future look like? So it's all got to be tied to that framework. For sure. Love it. Love it. And so let's say that we write the book, we edit it, the cover and everything is designed. What do we go? How do we go about uh, launching it? What are some best ways and best practices there? Sure. So th there's two approaches to launching it. And, and the first is the go big or go home approach. And this is what most people think that they need to do. Um, and the, the truth of the matter is very few books are going to actually make a bestseller list. Um, virtually any book can be an Amazon bestseller. Um, in fact, we've got a really easy strategy for that. But to get to the New York Times and Wall Street Journal and USA Today lists, um, very few books are actually going to make it there. Most don't have the market for that. And most business owners who write a book don't need that. They just need to be famous in their community, famous in their little part of the market. So the go big or go home strategy, what that ends up doing is it ends up costing you a lot of money and getting you to do a lot of things that don't produce a lot of value. So okay. we, we've developed something, a little bit of a different approach. We call it the inverted viral launch. And inverted. The inverted viral launch. Viral so launch, okay. What we want is we want the book to go viral really quickly within the, the community that is closest to you. And that's with people who've already expressed an interest in working with you in the last two years. That's the people who are in your network, who are your biggest fans. 
that's with your your existing customer base because they're going to look at the fact that you wrote a book and it's going to validate for them why they're working with you. Yeah, I really am, you know, I'm working with Mustafa and he just wrote a book. He really is the number one expert on fixing your follow-up. You know, it's going to it's going to instill that feeling in them. Like they've already made a good decision and they're going to want to share it. And by doing that, what we see is that we get almost instant ROI with our clients. Um, sometimes before we're even finished working with them, they've, they've paid for what it costs to produce the book because we're not trying to go get it to a million strangers. We're trying to go get it to the hundred or 200 or 500 people that are closest to buying. hundred percent. Yeah. I think uh, there was that book, uh, the famous article about a thousand true fans mm -hmm. saying you don't need a ton of people to make a big impact. Yeah. Like couple of hundred people, if they share it with their network, now you have all of a sudden thousand people and boom, like within um, just a few days or a few weeks, you would make a big impact out there and get all sorts of um, titles like bestseller, this and that in Amazon. And, and uh, uh, Steve, do people even care if it's a bestseller or not? Like when I, no, it comes I, to attracting clients? The, the readers don't care. Your future clients don't care. Um, we work with a lot of authors who who I think that that's you know really important and and it's it's largely an ego play, you know, for the author and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the good news is it's very easy to become an Amazon bestseller, um, and you know there's companies out there that want to charge lots and lots of money to to get you there. Um, mm -hmm. We teach our our clients how to do it in about thirty minutes. I mean it's it's just an easy thing to do on Amazon. Yeah, on Amazon. Okay, fantastic. So we talked about um, how people that read your book are more eager and qualified and ready to buy. What would be the same mechanism to, to, so let's say that I've given the book to you and you've given it to a few friends. How do those people come back to me and become customers? What does that process look like? So a couple of ways that can happen. Um, one way is for me to do all the work of getting the book to those people, right? So if you're going to share the book with people that you know, I say, hey, Mustafa, let me make this really easy for you. I've got a whole team here who will send the books out. Just if you'll give me the addresses, we'll stick them in the mail for you. And now I know who we're going to. And I've also taken all the work off of you. And most clients will be like, oh, this is great. I get all the credit and none of the work. Yeah. And, um, and so then, you know, and then you're able to follow up and you want to, you know, do that respectfully and, you know, and not, uh, you know, not hound people, but, um, you know, there's an easy way to do that. The other way to, to guarantee that you're going to get response is to put things in the book that lead them back to you. And, um, and so, you know, oftentimes when you're writing a book, there are other resources that would be really valuable for the reader but they just don't fit in the book very well. So, you know, one example um, that we did for one of our clients was a this spreadsheet that was like a calculator that helped them figure out, um, it was a book on finances and it helped them figure out and calculate, um, uh, you know, some of their finances. And obviously we couldn't put that into the book very easily, but really, really valuable for the reader to go through that exercise. And so we made that available on a website. They go to the website, they opt in to get it. And now you know who's reading your book. And so there, there are usually 
opportunities to put one or more of those sorts of really great resources into the book to generate leads. And then we also put throughout the book um, and, and for, for sure at the end of the book, um, a listing of the other ways that you can help, you know, and a listing of the, the ways that you work with people. If you've got different programs, what are the different programs and how can people find out about them? And you've got the chance then to really describe those in a lot of detail. Love it. Um, Steve, is it better to print a book or does Amazon Kindle work? I, I guess you get the question asked all the time. I get that question a lot. Um, I'm a big believer in physical books. Um, you uh -huh. can see the bookshelf behind me. Um, some of those are books that I've written. And then on this side are books we've done for clients. And, um, and so imagine that, you know, you've been able to send a physical book to someone. And now they're going to put it on a bookshelf or they'll put it on the corner of their desk. And you've just purchased some real estate, or maybe they've purchased, if they've purchased your book, um, they've purchased it for you. They've purchased some physical real estate in their world. Um, and that's got tremendous value. So um, about two years after my first book was released, I got a, a sales call booked from a guy in the UK and he gets on on the call on zoom and he said i have your book i've never read it i'm not going to read it and i'm like this is the strangest call ever <laughs> who starts a call like that with somebody who's written a book right and he said a buddy of mine gave me your book uh you know like a couple of years ago um and which is a, that's a whole advantage to having a book in and of itself is that here's someone that i don't know who got a copy of my book liked the ideas in it, shared them with someone else. And now I'm on a sales call with him. But setting that aside for a second, he, he had a copy of this book. He put it on his nightstand when he got it. He's telling me all of this. He said, I've had it on my nightstand for two years. I look at it every night and I look at it every morning when I get up and I haven't read it yet, but I keep reading the cover and I need what it says on the cover. And it has your name on it, had your website, you're my guy. It's the easiest Something. sales call ever. So I'm guessing the cover is important, what it says on it. And they have to title. Need... Yeah, title is hugely important. Title, Kang, if you're watching or listening, title is hugely important, hugely. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, well, we also don't don't judge a book by its cover, but I guess it's the cover well, that we gets do. you in. Well, we, we judge but books we by, the, yeah. by the cover and the title all day long. All day long, absolutely, absolutely. Um. Love and I, what I like about a physical book is that you have a physical presence in their on their desk. I probably have uh, I have a bunch of books around, but then they see they come across the book, and if it's nice, like you said, they could read it maybe two years later, and one day they'd be like, "Maybe I should read this book," or maybe, uh, Steve, I've bought books or I've had books that I haven't read it. But later on, I realized that I have a problem. And then I realized that I have a book on that problem. And I went, opened the book, and I read it. So maybe they're not going to read it right now. But later, they're going to come to it. But like your perfect story here, they just read the book. They're like, I need to talk to Steve. This guy's going to fix my problem. And yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's, to me, that's the magic of, of this as a, a tool. Um, and that's one of the things that we've just discovered over the last eight years since I've I, published my first book and we see it with our clients as well. Books are like planting seeds. And, you know, for, for most business owners, 
they're probably doing a lot of the selling themselves. And that takes a lot of time. I used to do a ton of networking um, and I don't do any anymore, but I used to do a ton of networking um, and I'd spend eight or 10 hours a week away from my family, away from my business, just trying to, to meet people. And that's hard manual labor. I was, I was taking all of my great ideas and my best thinking, and I was putting it in the most expensive packaging that we could ever come up with. And that was me. Right. And instead of me going out and trying to sell the ideas, you package the ideas like this and you send these out. And these now are little seeds of ideas that, that you plant and you do it very inexpensively. So a book like this to print it two, three dollars a copy, pretty cheap. Do you have and a minimum quantity for that? One. Two, three bucks for one. Holy moly. That is like the nicest business cart you could get for two or three bucks. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things we really challenge our clients to do is how many of these things can you get out in the world and how quickly? Because as you get them out there and you plant all these seeds, some of them are going to come back to you right away. And kind of like that story I shared about the guy on the nightstand, that guy came back two years later and I had yeah. no idea that he had even gotten the book. Interesting. Um, so speaking of how many can you get out, we talked about getting five to 15 qualified high ticket prospects with zero ad spend. I mean, you shared a little bit about sitting down with your friend and going through the contacts. What is the strategy there to get five to 15 prospects a week so with zero ad spend for for most of our clients if they have that kind of referral conversation that we went through um, with their clients and with uh, the people in their network um, do a couple of those conversations a week they're going to get to that level of of lead flow pretty quickly usually within about 60 days uh, and then if you want to make sure that that happens the thing that we would encourage you to do on top of that is build a list of the 100 prospects that you would love to do business with. And sometimes this is a challenge for people to yeah. do. But yeah, I think Russell Brunson calls that the dream 100 list. The dream 100, yeah. Chet yeah. Holmes has written about it. A lot of people yeah. have, have, you know, they talk about this. But then send out a book a day. If you send one book a day over the course of a year, you just every working day, that's 210 books that are out. Most businesses don't need that many leads. They can't even that, handle that many leads. No, as you know, because they can't follow up with them. But when you turn it into a habit like that, and you've got a few easy ways, you've got a great easy referral conversation that you can have a couple times a week. And now you've got you know, five, or if you really want to get crazy, send two books out a day and you've got 10 new prospects that you're reaching out to pretty soon. All of that starts to come back. Usually within, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, you begin to see that lead flow coming back in. And if you keep up with that, it's just unstoppable. Love it. Um, let's talk about your gift. And then we're going to do a, a Mustafa exposed and coached uh, session here. Uh, please tell us about your, your gift here, um, and what people are going to get. Yeah. So we're giving everybody a copy of my new book, the million dollar book, which talks about, um, 
you know, a lot of the stuff we've gone through here, but in a lot more detail. So it's going to take you through what to put in your book. Um, it's going to take you through how to market your book and, and kind of the three uh, most important funnels that you want to think about as you as you uh, put your book out there um, and uh, really kind of give you the blueprint for everything that we've talked about today. So um, folks can go and, and uh, grab that at the link that's on the screen there and in the chat and uh, they can download it right away. Love it. So the book is called The Million Dollar Book by my friend uh, Steve Gorton. Uh, the link is in the show descriptions of the show, the link of the show on social media, any platform would have the link. Download the book today. Get how, how many pages do you have in their book? Uh, that's a great question. I should know off the top of my head. Um, but is that like a one sitting, like a couple hours of reading? Oh yeah. 125 pages. All right. Perfect. And get all the, 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 the secret sauce and everything up that he has got going. Cause obviously he knows what he's doing. How many guys? How many? How many books have you guys published so far? We are uh, just over a hundred in the last year. Oh, nice! So you obviously know what you're talking about. We've done a couple of books at this point. So let's do a Mustafa exposed and coached. Um, are you open to that? Yeah, let's do it. Here is something that's running in the back of my head, and that is, I don't know how often you hear this. Sometimes I say to myself, if I write a book, nobody's going to read it. Because there's all those big ass, you know, bestsellers and names out there. And who cares about my book? So there are four levels of engagement with a book. All of them are good. We've talked about some of them. So the first and most basic level is somebody doesn't even get a copy of your book, but they just see that you've written a book and that you're an author uh -huh. and you've now elevated in their Your status there. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be all that a prospect needs to go. Yep. That's my guy. The second level is they see that you have a book and they get a copy of it and kind of like the guy who had it on the nightstand, never read it. Okay, great. We've already shown that that turns into to dollars in your bank account. Okay. So they don't have to read the book. The third level is that they get your book and they read it and that's really good right the fourth level is they get your book they read it they book a conversation with you and on that conversation they spend the whole time selling you on which parts of your system are perfect for them and i have that happen several times a week all four of those levels are good i'll take all four of them you don't have to have them read the book love it you you sold me as soon as you started talking with the first level, I started coming up with my own solutions saying that people don't, okay, good. The fact that you have a book, like most most of my competition though probably don't even have a book. No. And if there are two guys where everything is equal, one has a written a book, the other person haven't, haven't, doesn't have a book, which one are you more likely to lean towards and have a conversation with? You're, yeah, like, you're, you're gonna go with the guy who wrote the book or the guy who wrote the book. So. And, and I, I'll tell you, I, I talk with 10 to 15 business owners a week who want to write a book. Here's the thing that I, I hear from them. Most all of them have had it on their bucket list and they'll use that term. They'll say, it's been on my bucket list for two years or five years or 10 years. The record so far is 27 years. Guy told me, I've been thinking about doing this for 27 years. And wow. I'm like, okay, wow, let's get it done. Um, but there are an awful lot of business owners out there who aspire to write a book 
and never will, even with all the millions of books that are being published now, right? More be books being published now than at any point in history. And even with all of those, there are going to be far more people who never write a book than people who write a book. Okay. But those business owners that you're selling to that, you know, that where you go and, and write a book now, because they, in the back of their mind, they've kind of thought about it. They aspire to it. Now they're looking up to you. You're the leader. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, let's talk about some, some, some examples of people that you have worked with and some of the success stories and what they experienced as a result of working with you. Have sure. over over a hundred people. What what is the transformation? What are the stories that you see every day? Sure. So, uh, um, one of our clients, uh, his name's John, and he's in financial services. And uh, we've actually written three books with him now. And I mean, he's got so many success stories because he uses our referral process and sends some books out. Um, you know, does a lot of the things that we've talked about here, and he'll have people come in who got the book um, and we wrote, we helped him write his first book uh, nine years ago, 10 years ago now. And he'll have people come in with that first book who maybe got it five or six or seven years ago and they weren't ready yet, but they come in and they've got a dog-eared copy that's old. It's got coffee stains on it. They've highlighted stuff. They've got sticky notes and they come in and they know exactly what they want to buy. Okay. And for somebody who's selling, in his case, life insurance and investments and annuities and things like that, he doesn't have to prove to them that he knows what he's talking about or an expert. They're coming in and saying, I really hope that you can help me. That's a Love totally, it. that's a game changing conversation. If you're in his business as a financial advisor, he uses the books as kind of an initial way to get people's interest and then invites people who get his book to come to uh, in-person seminars that they put on. And they'll put over 100 people in a seminar. And this is not the kind of seminar that most financial advisors do where they spend a lot of money buying a big steak dinner and all this other stuff. People are coming because they want to hear from the author of the book. So that's one success story on, on one end. On the other end of things, we worked with um, a lady named Mary. and. Um, she was just starting a consulting business. She's an educational consultant and works with parents who homeschool their kids, um, helps them design custom programs. And she didn't even really have a business at this stage. She didn't have clients. And she was trying to launch this new business. Um, but she was really great at what she did. And so we took all of her philosophies and helped her craft those and kind of organize them into the structure that we talked about. And she started sharing that book and she got major media coverage within two months. And that wow. just really fueled the growth of her business. And so she's gone from no business to having a thriving consulting business in just about six months. Love it. And once you have a book, getting on podcasts and getting some media exposure and whatnot becomes a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the author of blah, blah, book, you know, the expert in this field. Would you like to have me as a guest? It's a lot. I think the yeses on that question would increase significantly once once you have a book. Absolutely, they do. Yeah, I mean, we, on the show, you could probably give away a bunch of books. Yeah, you give away a bunch of books, you get a lot of leads. And so it's, right. it's great, you know. And 
on our podcast, we only have people on who are authors or who are referred in. And so if, if you're not an author, unless you're referred, you're not getting on the show because we get so many inbound Request. inquiries. I, I, we have to have a filter. And so those are the two filters. Fantastic. You have dropped a lot of value and a lot of amazing nuggets that people could, could use right away. Um, here's a question with the Simple Marketing Show. Give us a simple marketing strategy that people could do, something that we could do in 10, 15 minutes and potentially see some results. So um, I'll I tell you that probably the, the simplest thing that, that you could do is look at who has been in your uh, in your pipeline over the last 90 days or 180 days and send them an email. And uh, this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the book, but you can do it in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I'm stealing a little bit out of uh, your book and, and follow up, but um, there's probably probably some money hiding in that, that list of people and most people will ignore them. So that's the easiest thing to do in 10 or 15 minutes. If you wanna spend a little bit more time than that, then uh, I would get together your best ideas and put them in, into a book, or if you can't get a book done, put them into um, you know, some kind of a, a form that you can easily share. Let your ideas go do the selling for you. Love it. Can I share a third idea backing on what you just said? Yeah, so you know, I, I'd actually combine the two. Yes. So if, you've, if you've put your best ideas together into something, I mean, I did this when I, I first started this business 13 years ago um, and nobody knew me. I was going into a new industry and I wrote down the things that I had done in my first business that had made us successful in marketing because I was going to go try and sell those ideas to people. And I started sending them out to people in my network. And, you know, that, that got us enough clients to, to get started. Uh, and so taking those great ideas and emailing to the people that have been in your pipeline, it will almost always shake something loose. Absolutely. And if you got a book, you could just email a PDF coffee and say, hey, I just wrote Absolutely. this book. Hey, here's you download it. Let me know what you think. Right. Absolutely. And then you have a re another reason to follow up and say, hey, did you like it? What do you think? You know, well, and if you've got a physical book and this is a secret, like we'll FedEx these or send them priority mail. And then getting someone on a phone call after you've sent them a priority package with a book yes. in it, you know, you get them on the phone is just a piece of cake. So absolutely. You do a follow up call like what we do. Say, hey, yeah. would you like to have a chat about that? How much time would you give them? Well, as if given it's a two-hour thing, would you follow up? Like how many days would you give it before you follow up? So if we're mailing it, we'll um, the way we time all these uh, follow-ups out is seven days. And the reason seven for days seven after. days, yeah, the reason is we don't have to worry about it. does it fall on a weekend. So if we mail it on a Monday, we the follow-up calls happen on a Monday. Okay. Um, and that's enough time for it to be delivered. And I don't care if they read it or not, because when we have that conversation, usually it's just, Hey, did you, I, I sent you a copy of the book. I sent you a package. Did you get it? And most time they'll say, yes. Oh, great. Hey, have you had a chance to read the book? Most time they're going to say, no, that's okay. Hey, would you like me to give you a 15 minute executive overview from the author? Or if I'm having somebody on my team do that, hey, would you like me to schedule you 15 minutes with the author? He'll do a great little executive overview and save you the time of reading the book. 
amazing. Like you have another great reason to follow up, say, hey, what do you think? Can we have a chat? You know, yada, yada, yada. Love it. Can I ask you a few personal questions before we wrap up? Do it. Yeah, let's do All it. All right. What's a new thing you have tried recently? Big or small? New, a new thing I have tried recently. As small as a cup of coffee, as big as going to the moon. Well, as small as a cup of coffee, uh, a good friend of mine turned me on to a great new uh, Ethiopian single source coffee at, at my favorite coffee shop. But that's pretty small. Um, in terms of a, a big new thing um, that uh, that I've tried here lately, oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think. What have I what have I been doing? Um, a book, a technology, a software. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what we've been experimenting a lot with is uh, is ChatGPT. Yeah, I was coming up next. Yeah, um, and here's what I'll tell you about that. Um, it's not going to replace um, humans writing books because that's the question I get all the time. Yeah, um, it it will easily get 10x or 100x better, but. Here's the thing that makes your book, whoever's listening to this, your book really great. You have unique insights that a computer can never replicate based on your experience um, and, and the meaning that you bring to those experiences, professional and personal. And that will never be replaced by a computer. Yeah. Uh, but chat GPT is super cool. <laughs> playing with it uh, on a Zoom call with uh, a colleague about two hours ago. And, and uh, we asked it the question. I was amazed it had an answer for us. So, Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I played around with ChatGPT as well. Uh, got it. I actually did get it to write a chapter for me, but it, it, it wasn't me. Yeah. You know, I want some. This is what I learned from Naval Ravikant. You know Naval? Yeah. So he said, you want something that is you so, and you touched on it as well. You want something that is so uniquely you that nobody can replicate. Right. Right. And, I, I, and then there's already code and software out there that picks on whether this content is um, AI or not. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to pick up a book and say, oh, this is so boring. Like this is obvious. Is this Mustafa? Is this chat GPT? I don't want that question. I don't, I want it to be so uniquely me that people would just, you know, relate to and get a, get a feel for who I am and what I do, basically. Right. And, you know, the way that the systems are working, they're just predicting, you know, you give it three words or 300 words, and it's just predicting what words should come next. Um, and then sometimes it's right and sometimes it's not. But again, it's just putting words down. It doesn't understand the meaning. Yeah. And, and it can't make meaning out of it. Um, and, and part of what makes a really great business book that's going to help someone and, and is going to bring leads to your business is when you can translate something and put meaning to some ideas for a particular type of potential client. Absolutely. Steve, give me two of your favorite books, please. Uh, my two favorite, the Bible I read every day. And the other is Think and Grow Rich. And I read that probably twice a year. Grow Rich. Love it. Uh, what's one advice that made a big, big impact on business or life for you? 
Uh, man, there's a lot. Um, but like probably biggest the biggest, impact. yeah, biggest impact um, is actually a quote from um, President Calvin Coolidge. And uh, it's around the idea of persistence. And uh, he says that uh, um, persistence is kind of the only, the idea of the quote is persistence is, is really the only thing that you can rely on that, that uh, talent won't get you there, that, um, you know, skill, knowledge, education, qualifications, none of that will really get you there because you can look at examples of really smart people who never made it or really talented people that never made it. And the people that make it are the ones that persist. Um, and so that's not the exact quote, but that's the idea. And I think that's the to idea. me, that's the, that's the, the, the only thing that guarantees that you win. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, Somebody recently we were we were talking and discussing about I think you were in the discussion too is passing the uh, the the persistent test with this show that we've done about hundred twenty some episodes over two or three years and so something I'm I'm happy about yeah I, I mean I enjoy this that's a huge milestone I mean I think um, most podcasts die out around six episodes that's what I hear yeah. You know, it's a lot of work to do this. And, and you've done uh, 180 or 90 of them or so? So we have done, um, at this stage, actually, that number is a little bit old. We've done um, over 200 interviews and over uh, 300 episodes altogether. Some oh, of those nice. episodes are just me by myself. But, solo um, episodes, I guess. Yeah, solo episodes. And so we've been at it for five years now every week. And, um, and, uh, I committed when I started the podcast, I committed to doing it for at least a decade just to see what would happen. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was less, I was looking into Joe Rogan's, um, podcast. He started back in 2009 and it was around 2015. So seven, eight years later that he actually made it big. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us want to like become Joe Rogan within 90 days. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck. We, we forget it or don't think about that persistency or the consistency type of test that is there and the time that it takes. Exactly. Yeah, that's, sure. that's the key. Absolutely. Steve, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad where everyone around the globe with access to internet could see your ad, hmm. what would your message be for people of Earth? That's funny. Um, we, we do have a bunch of those, actually. You do? So. Oh yeah, we've got we got Facebook ads running all the time. This would be a personal um, message. Oh, a personal message. Yeah, um, you have a message for people. What would it be? Um, I'm in a stage of life right now where I'm putting a lot of focus on gratitude and practicing gratitude. I think that is um, that's a tremendous antidote to fear. You can't be grateful and in fear at the same time. And so my message would be to practice gratitude daily. Love it. Love it. Steve, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and wisdom and some of your secret sauce, even though I didn't get permission to ask for it, but I tried to dig as much as possible. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to share that you wanted to talk about, but we didn't get a chance? Hey, we, we covered it all. I just love for as many people as possible to go to get, get a copy of the book, go put it to good use. Um, you know, get, get your book out there in the world. If we can help you do that, great. But um, it'll be a game changer for your business. It was a game changer for ours. It's a game changer for every one of our clients. Um, and so that, that's why I, I put off our secret sauce into the book. I want to get it out to as many people as I can.
Love it. Love it. Gang, gang, it is a game changer. Do reach out to Steven, his, his team. Uh, download his book, the million dollar book, and uh, go through his um, strategy to get the book. I mean, it's a no, no, no brainer to have a book. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve, again. Uh, if you have any questions for me or Steve, put it in a comment below or do reach out to Steve on LinkedIn or Facebook or other places. He is most likely tagged on most po um, uh, social channels that we're going live on and um, get some help. A two or three dollar business card is very effective. Like, think about it. And this is probably the most useful business card that you would ever print because most business cards do nothing for you. But this one is yeah. most likely to get something. And uh, yeah, again, if you have questions, uh, put them in the comment. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to the show or share this episode. Grab the link, send it, send it to someone that could benefit from writing a book, most likely an expert, a consultant, a business owner that uh, is looking to grow leads and get more people in their funnel. Send it to them. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye now.